This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to another episode of the One Was Had a Dream podcast. Uh, as always, it's me, Lee Finch, and I'm joined uh, this week again by Danny Baker. Uh, no one replied to her wanting to come on, which is a shame. So, But if you do want to come on, then please get in touch. I think we have one person, so he will be coming on in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, if you want to come on and say something, I know some people get nervous and scared of coming on and saying what they feel, but don't be. Me and Danny are quite friendly, quite nice. And if you don't agree with us, it's even better. Uh, tonight, we're going to be discussing the Cambridge defeat. Uh, Robbo has obviously departed. Uh, he's gone now, so we're going to be discussing that. We were going to be discussing Darius being in interim charge, but that has now changed before we've recorded. So uh, Darius is probably the shortest interim manager in in the world. Uh, great record as well. So, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that. We'll discuss the new appointment of... Uh, Bowen and I can't Eddie. I ain't going to try pronouncing his surname as assistant manager. Uh, and we'll preview the massive game on Saturday against Chef Wednesday. But let me introduce Danny Baker. Danny, how are you? I'm absolutely marvellous, mate. It's been a bit of a turbulent week, isn't it? Like literally, being a Don's fan is never plain sailing. But this week in particular has been a bit. Um, it's been a little bit more mental, wasn't it? Really. Thing is, this is why we love football. Though this is, I love football. I, I know we don't want people losing their jobs and stuff, but. Do you, I get a little bit of excitement. It's like, it's like the summer transfer window and the January transfer window. Yeah. I do get excited. It's where I thrive. I love all the rumours. I love all the... Where you stuff. thrive. I love I love telling... I was telling you before, and I, we, we've got a mate called Steve who likes to think he's in a no. Uh, and, and we like to send him fake stories or fake signings that we've made. As I said, once we even changed the Spurs youth team players, Wikipedia, to say he was signing for Wimbledon. Wimbledon made up some fake messages that he sent to his agents signing for Wimbledon 
and it was all just made up. And Steve sent it around to everyone that he knew, saying it was 100% going to happen, and then it didn't, so it's brilliant. But, yeah, uh, it's, it's kind of exciting times, but, yeah, it's not bad. I was going to spit, I was, as you know, my random topic at the beginning of the, beginning of the episode, I was going to talk about sportsmanship. My question is, do you think sportsmanship's dead now? I mean, you think about Salah yesterday. I don't know if you saw much about the... Oh, well, the, 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 uh, the, the lights, the lasers, yes. But the thing, the, the thing I want to bring up is Taffet Zoli. I don't know if you've seen this yet. If you haven't, I'm going to send it to you. On, I'm a TikToker, and I love watching them. Taffet Zoli... Uh, How Wicca, do you? No, no, no I, I, don't, I don't do videos, but I watch the videos. Are you him? You hear him, no. what he's saying? Taffet Zoli is, on, yes. is playing... They're Wickham playing Gillingham. Yep. Gillingham missed the penalty, and, and Verdane Oliver's about to take it. And you see the, the behaviour of Tafat Zoli towards Oliver and what happens, it's, I think it's disgraceful. So basically, penalty's given, Oliver's got the ball, and as he's putting the ball down, Tafat Zoli's got in the box, giving him mouth, you're rubbish, you don't know where you're going, this bloke's better than you, etc. But when the ball was placed, I was always under the impression that when the ball was kind of put down, that's it, you're like, you know, the, the penalty takes place. Well, Tavazzoli is constantly shouting at Oliver, like, you're going to miss it, you're going to miss it, this is dreadful, you don't know what you're doing, up to the point when he's just about to hit it, and as he hits it, he just shouts, like, rah, or whatever it is, but Dane Oliver hits it over the bar. I go to the guys at work, and I'm like, watch his video, and I want, I'm not going to just judge, what do you think? Out of six football lads, four of them, albeit three of them Chelsea fans, don't think there's anything wrong with it. No, I don't. I'm all for it. Really? I'm all for it. Massive shit house fan, man. I love all the shit houseery that goes on. The, so, the, going back to the Salah back. one yesterday, going back to yeah. the Salah one yesterday, should he just not take the stop and say to the ref, this is ridiculous, I can't take the penalty under these conditions? And it, it was, if you've seen it, if anyone's seen it, that it was is madness. Wasn't it? He must have had about 30 laser pens on his face. Then he just say to the key, don't say the referee, just go, all right, we'll go to the other end then. Well, he, he, again, with the Tafazoli one, it's up for the referee to then whistle and say to him, look, keep but on is it, though, your book. Is yes. it up to the referee or is it up Because to it's up unsportsmanship to... behaviour, which is if you, if you don't call for the ball, I think there's a rule or a law. People will know I'm not a referee, but people will know the rules and regulations. If you if a player's about to get the ball and you shout, rah, or ah, you, or you don't call your name when you're calling it, you shout something else, I think it's an indirect free kick. It's unsportsmanship. But you, as a player, surely you don't don't you feel that as a pl- the players nah. should take responsibility for that? Don't you think? Yeah. So more if he's shouting at him and he made him miss, good. He's got away with one. Wow. He's got away with it. I'm I'm what all about for the, shit the ball back then. Do, you, do we? Is that something we should? I've never. I, I've, there's times when I, I there's times when I've, I like kicking the ball back when you kick it for a goal kick, or or you kick it, instead of goal kick. Sorry, kick it for a throw in. So they have to throw it. You know what I mean? So you're giving it back, but you're not giving it back to the so keeper. When so when the player goes down, bad, bad agony. Yep. Blackpool, whoever you're playing. Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday, kick it all out for throwing. Do, do you think we should? You should give the ball back. Yeah, yeah, we give it back, but we throw it on and then we kick it right into the corner for a throw into Sheffield Wednesday, but in their corner now. Oh, mate, this is. I'm so all for the shit ass. I'm all for like picking people up by. Do you, but... do, you, do you know back in the days, right when we were in UFC, right? Have you not heard the stories of that, that they used to pick people up by their, their arms and say, I'm really sorry, ref didn't mean the foul. And they'd pick them up by their arm, but they'd pinch them. So they're pinching them and the geezer's lost his temper. And he's gone, oh, I'm only picking him up. I've apologised. And then he's got like booked or sent off. Look at Lee Brown the other week against uh, 
Who did we play? Cheltenham, was it? He got the keys sent off. But it was never a red card. I, I mean, I'm not... I just I, I don't, don't I'm not for diving. I'm not for one that say, yeah, let's that's, dive. Well, that's if a man, but if a man puts bad. his head into your head and you go down like you've been shot, I'm not for all that. But I'm all for the little standing on the back of the Achilles if they're just well, about to but run. That's, there's, there's no difference at all. Kicking they're literally the, the same thing. Nah, they're not the same thing, Dan. One's pure cheating, the other one's just shit azary. What? I'm all for shit azary, man. Love it. Love so you're shit, basically love saying it. that you going up to somebody pretending you, whatever and getting him sent off is as bad as head to head and you hit the deck. You've seen Same me at, you've seen me at games when I literally just shout at the keeper the whole game. And I don't mean like most of the stuff I say I I, I shake his hands in the bar and stuff, but I'm trying to put him off. But from so a if fan's I, point if of I can view, get in his head, how many keepers have we got in their heads and they've lost it? From a fan's point of view, I I I I, I don't this is why Aaron Ramsdale does so well because people try and put him off, but he he laps it up. He get and but then from a fan's point of view to the player, I kind of get it because we're kind of bystanders. But surely, our players play. You the think pitch, there's got to be a level of you think ethics. what we don't hear. If you have you seen the Dawkins one, the Dawkins manager? Yeah. Again, he's just talking on the sideline. He's right in the referee's ear. Look at Steve Evans and his and Rayner. They're absolute wankers. They're absolute bastards. But they do it. Deliberately for a reaction, they do it to get decisions. They get and they do it. Works, mate. Doesn't it? It works. Well, not no, anymore. No, He's out of a job. But I just uh, the the, the Zoli one was the players that. Uh, and again, the, the referees of the pit, the manager of the pitch, I get it. But a player about to run. Can you imagine it? Right? If you're, I just I don't understand where, how, where football's gone. If a man's going to take a free kick and you're in the wall. And you're just basically screaming at the bloke taking the free kick, and as he screams, you as, as he hits it, you're just screaming your head off. It's Dude, like, was you was you what? okay with Bruce Gobbler doing old jelly legs and stuff like that? Was I? Yeah, yeah. But that's the same thing. Yeah, though. I was fine with that because that's that's but that's within the rules. That's that's with it. They're still trying to put. It's still trying to put. It's still trying to put off a, an opponent. But but in a way that well, I think that's a fair point. But I don't see. I don't think there's anything as bad as a keeper moving around on his line. And I, I get it. If you're saying to him, look, you, if you're saying to him, look, you fucking c-word and stuff like that, then yeah, or you're getting personal with him and saying stuff about family members or stuff like that, then yeah, it's a bit bit much from a player. But if you're just saying, look, mate, you're shit. You're going to go left. You're probably going to miss it. Keeper's better than you. Uh, yeah, good. He got in his head. He missed the penalty. I love, I love any shit, Azari man. All over. I'm all over it. I think, I think there's a line. I think there's a line on it. You, Wimbledon used to be the biggest and best shit Azaris of them all, mate. We used to have boombox for the music. And try and smash doors up, and try and smash the, do you know what I mean, and make loads of noise to put off anyone who was. Can you imagine Wimbledon FC versus AFC Wimbledon now? And we had Vinnie Joneses, New Ardleys, people like New Ardley. You survived it, or you didn't. You you didn't, and you were gone. You didn't play football. So where's the line then? Where is the? Can line you imagine our players now going in against that kind of team? No, they, uh, they, they shrink. They would shrink uh, and where, we'd beat them. Where... You've beaten them before you've even got on the pitch. But where's the line where you go? Okay, do you know what? Personal and physical abuse. Saying someone's shit ain't really personal, is it? So you're saying that, you know, kicking someone on the back and like scraping their ankles as you mark them, picking them and pinching them, that's out of order. But we do that. And we're, and we're, and we're, and we're, you're celebrating that. Well, I'm not, I'm not celebrating it, but if the geezer's going to go in and get. They're picking them up and pinching them under the armpit. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, like, proper, like, elbow it, like, Ben Thatcher went a little bit over the line. I say a little bit. <laughs> over the line, you know he can mean? see the line, can he? But we all love Ben Thatcher. Ben Thatcher is yeah. one of my favourite ever players, and we love him. Yeah. But he absolutely needs. Look at Fash. Fash 
absolutely annihilated Gary Mabbitt's well, face. I will send you the, you know I'll mean? Send you the video of Tavazzoli with Oliver. If you want to put it on there or a link, fine. I'm interested here to see what you think when you see it. And if anyone else gets to see it, I'd love to hear what they think, whether it is okay or not. The it's referee okay should have book. said something, in my opinion. Um, but talking about very, very poor performances, should we go on to Cambridge, do you think? Yeah, that was the nail in the Royal Coffin for me. That second half, I, I think I texted you, didn't I? Yeah, I remember now, did, I texted yeah. so many people. That is probably the worst second half, well, worst performance I've ever seen from a women's team. Uh, and the players should take a really hard look at themselves because they were, we didn't, I think we had one shot in the whole game and that was uh, Henry Lawrence's. Over the bar. No, Henry Lawrence's. On no, target, sorry. Over the bar, yeah, yeah, sorry. Shot on target was Henry Lawrence outside oh, the box that rolled across the floor and the keeper made it. We didn't, was, we didn't put, we didn't have a glove on them and they were awful, Cambridge. To be honest with they, you, Lee, as you know, with, with Robinson, I've always been a staunch defender of him. I thought on Saturday he was woeful in, in terms of not, the substitutions I thought were terrible. Um, his body language was was really poor. And there was a there's a part of the game, I don't know if people saw it or not. There was a moment when I tell you when it was, it was when Cosgrove got injured and the all of the Cambridge players legged it over to their manager Bonner, I think yeah. it was, and having a chat. And Robbo just stood on the end of the technical area and people were kind of just like kicking them, you know, literally the women and players didn't know what they were doing. And I was like, I literally said to my dad, I said, This isn't right. Well, there was three, this ain't good. three incidents I saw on Saturday. One, when the we were trying to find a fourth official and we come out, but Cambridge stayed in the dressing room, so they were probably going over tactics or talking about it, and we just stood two on two two and just kicked the ball yeah. back and forth. It was like under-13 stuff. Uh, the second one was you mentioned. Uh, we only ended up bringing them over when they realised Cambridge were having a big chat as well, and yeah. we were just stood in. We just stood. It was they like literally they, were just standing there. Yeah, and it was like they've not known each other. The players had not known each other. They just stood there, just looking at each other, like, ah, oh, like, who's that? Oh, Anthony, how are you doing? Like, do you know what I mean? Didn't even know each other. And the third one for me was uh, Woodyard. I, I still think he's one of our worst captains that we've ever had. Uh, Osu has had a shot or tried a shot, is blocked. And in their geezer's got it. Instead of going and blocking or trying to block, or he puts his hand in his head, goes mental at Osu for not passing the ball back to him, and turns his back. So his hands are on the, he's having a go at Osu, hands on the head, turns his back, and their player's got it now and just booted it up pitch. But if he had not stopped, he might have blocked that, do you know what I mean? And we might have had yeah. another chance. It's all that kind of stuff. But all the I see it a lot with Woodyard, is that every time he don't get the ball or someone does something wrong, he proper goes at them. But don't worry about the game. I, I, honestly, Lee, that, that second, I, I don't think any player came out from that game with anything. I mean, Lawrence, Lawrence had his chance at right back. I thought he was absolutely terrible. I don't think he defended well. He was dawdling on the ball. He he was the one at the end who whacked the ball into busting 10 rows back with a crossing. I thought Hartigan was really poor. I, thought, I don't know how he was on the pitch at the how, end. How Jordan Pumas is sitting on the bench and must be thinking, oh, what, what honestly, have I done? Hartigan what have I done not so to get in this poor. team? He was so poor. And then, well, you, know what worried, you know what worried me watching the game? We're just giving, and this is why people are giving, not trying to give Will stick, but giving the actual process and giving him a three and a half years year deal stick. He got roasted about a hundred times for pace, like absolutely destroyed. Yeah, big time. And it was, it was, it was, it was like watching myself play football. Because no, because I, I mean, I'm not very good, and I got no pace whatsoever. But you just, they were walking around him. They weren't even like sprinting around him. And it was like, this is getting embarrassing now. And that second half, I right, they score. Do you think Zanef should save it? No, I think I, I think yeah, I think the 
I think the goal in terms of the actual finish was good, but no one's closed him down. He's, you've just given him a freebie. And unfortunately, after that, we were pathetic. Like, <laughs> as I've said, I've always said it all year, you know, the guys are trying, trying, running, putting effort in. I didn't, I, I didn't believe that. But and you know what we were lacking, I, I thought the, the new forward was lively. I thought it was in, he was trying. He was putting himself about a bit. I'm not saying he was good, but he was working on. Took him but, off. And then we sub him. We it's sub him. Best player. He and was our best player. He weren't good, but he was our best player. We need a goal. You take your top goal scorer off. Rodoni goes off. I said to day, him, and everyone, the whole crowd's like, what are you doing? My missus is like, oh, Cosgrove looks bad. I, I, I said, I, I hope he's all right, but I hope he's out. Yeah. I hope he's, he recovers and he's all good and he, he leaves the pitch and everything's okay long term. But I hope he's out now for the rest of the season because it's, he's just a lamppost up front. He's awful. awful. But then is it because we're playing in one up front and we're not putting any balls in the box? Well, we, well, not... we was two on Saturday. Yeah, but we play, we again, we, we do we play two up front or do we get one to drop and then one maybe go up? Like I when... we genuinely played two. I it like the new guy. I thought he looked with... good. But where, where's Robinson? Zach Robinson? Zach Robinson was totally dropped again. As not I said, even on I, the bench. I, I, thought, I genuinely felt that when... The, I, I applauded Robbo for making the, the, the formation change. I do... I, I generally... I know people... I think I always hate that fans get the up because we did a formation three years ago and it didn't work. Like you have to, with the current players we've got, I feel that five three two works or three five two is probably our best one in my opinion for what we have right now. But it, I, I, I just felt it was a bit frustrating because there was there weren't sharply. It was three five two, you know. Get, get, Lee's, yeah, I was just waiting for you to say, what, Lee, you were right. That's all I was waiting what's that for. Word you always say that women are doing it. You're giving a bit of that now, aren't you? I was Mitch? waiting for you. I was waiting. For you. What me, me? I'm cuffing my ears because I'm waiting for Lee's you to say Lee. Because I'm agreeing with him, and, and, and I'm agreeing with Robbo out. That's two. That's two in a week, Lee. I mean, crikey, <laughs> what else are we gonna do? It's Easter. But I just, I felt that we had. It was just we were so poor across the board. A Nightingale looked like he lost the yard. I don't know what Shocker's got to do to get back in the in the team. Lawrence was poor. I thought Osu was poor. I, I, I just, I, I just don't think. Yeah, I, I just thought we were generally quite poor. I thought Lee, Lee Brown was okay. Hennigan was. Nah. And and I just felt like the best player on the pitch was also Yao. He got taken off after 55 minutes. Rodoni was always going to be our only goal threat. Let's take him off. We we just were. I just thought we were terrible. And this is and where I'd be, this is where I've been for five weeks, Dan. Uh, we've we've lost five in a row. We've scored one goal in that time. We've hardly created any chances, and the substitutes have been absolute baffling. Hopefully, now we can get rid of finishers. We can call them substitutes again. And I, like, if this new guy starts calling them something else, will we jump straight on board with that and everyone start calling it again? Do you know what I mean? Like, are they going to be called something else, like sub finishers or something? Do you know what I mean? Sub zeros or something? What did you um got in? Let's be honest. Robo pushed or jumped? What do you think? A bit of both, I think. You think a bit of both? I, I I've heard a number of things. I've heard uh, that we approached him and asked we wanted to get a more experienced coach alongside him, a number two. Right. And he was overly, not overly keen on that. But again, this is all just social media rumours. It's not anything factual, So, which I don't think anyone will know anyway. But that's what I've heard. And to be fair, because it, it's weird. Five days before he goes, we brought out a statement that we're standing by him and yeah. he's the man to take us forward. And then, again, I think the second half against Cambridge just made everyone's mind up unfortunately people that were like yourself that were 
on the Robo in train. Were, Robo in and I we're literally getting on the, the platform and running over to the Robo out train as soon as well, uh, I said to, I said to, after the game. I said to Dad, I said, I, I, I just I don't know where we go from here. Like we we you've done the rally cry. We're going to back the manager. The fans were fantastic. I thought in the first half, everyone got behind everybody. They scored. We we kept trying to go. We just had nothing to offer. We just had nothing. And Robbo looked devoid after the game. It got a bit ugly in terms of for Wimbledon. You know, lots of booing and we're getting well, relegated. What, what are you going to do? No, of course, there's not much like Robbo out stuff, but. It was obvious the fact that Robbo barely left the centre circle. He kind of came out and went straight back in and brought the players in. Ashley Bays came over. What's his name? Brett was having a chat. With Brett, Brett Nell was having a chat with um, Ashley Bays at the end of the game. And, Ash, and, and they were literally just going like, seriously, what the hell is going This is madness. You've got to talk to him. And Bays was like, we're all hurting. Don't you think we're all hurting? He was like, yeah, but this is just ridiculous. But this is what I was saying before. And people have given me a bit of stick about, I keep saying about propaganda. Is like, Bays, Robbo didn't do the interview before the game. Cambridge, the preview, the, the team sheet and all that, which I found weird. Bezo done it. And the first thing that Be they asked Bezo was about AOSL for England, which is great. He's been training with England under 20. Yeah. He weren't called up for England. He was just training with them. But it's yes, that's the culture. That's the environment that we've got here. And then you look on the pitch on a Saturday and it's like just weak. Do you know what I mean? Just we've got like a snowflake team. I hate using that kind of saying because it's it's i don't really agree with it but yeah we're so weak we're what's the word you usually use and it's all painted all over the dressing room and everywhere resilience and stuff and there is none in our team and i just think when robo said once i've lost the players i will then go i think on saturday everyone could see that he's lost the players and i think since then I, again I, I made a point with my mates and a couple of them said well you don't know what's being said privately like messages but there's nothing on socials from players i've seen you kaja and Rudoni thank Robbo private, like publicly for everything they've done for him. I thought our statement was a bit weak. If he has left, someone said that I've heard that we're trying to see if we can keep Robbo on within the club, maybe go back to youth, okay. youth academy manager, which I think he'd be brilliant. I'd, I'd love to keep Robbo. One thing I did say when we were talking about when Wally went, uh, when Glynn went, sorry, with regards to Robbo, I did say my only worry is if it didn't work out, we would lose Robbo forever. Yeah. Because he's a great man. He loves the club and he's a good academy coach and manager. Unfortunately, he wasn't a very good first team manager. And that's how it is. And I just think the players need to be stop being cowards. And again, I know that they're probably messaged Robbo privately, which he probably respects and he probably likes. But if that was me, I'd probably want something a bit more public from the people like Asal, Paul Kalambay, Nick Zanev. People that I've brought through. Maybe they're gonna. Maybe they're gonna come. I mean, the only unbridge I have of it, Lee, and, and it's the, it's the. I can't disagree with it in the last twenty, but I, I I don't think he was a bad, a bad Wimbledon manager, at all. I know the results are crap at the moment, but I think over the whole thing, I I can't in my heart of hearts. I don't. I I just can't. I can't tell. I I don't believe that he was a bad manager. I just feel that he was so sold down the river by so well, many. Things. Should we should we take a break and when we come back we'll discuss yeah all right in depth Robert that's we've done we've we'll... sports from life if you want to do that it's up to you well shit as mate shit as that's what we needed on that's what we needed on Saturday this is what we need in games now is I'll some shit asery I want freaking Will Nightingale and Ben Hengen shouting out a penalty taker anyway we'll come back we'll discuss Robbo departing the Don Strauss board and everything that's been said.
The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. Right, so we're back and we're going to be discussing Robbo departing Wimbledon. Uh, Danny, I think it, it's come seven games too late for me. I think we should have departed with Robbo to give ourselves a chance after Lincoln. I said, yeah. As I said before, I like Robbo. I spoke to him many times personally. He's come on. I think he's a great man, a great youth team coach, great youth team academy manager. First team manager, he just wasn't good at it. And that's just one of the things. Hopefully, if he doesn't continue at Wimbledon, I'd love him to go maybe drop down a couple of divisions, go to the conference, conference south, and become a manager there. And hope, hopefully, whatever he does going forward, it, it will work for him. But yeah, he, he has gone now. It's weird. All his team is still with us, I believe. They're not really I said don't much know about much about it. it. I, I mean, like I said, we obviously been told the new guy, which is fine. Um, Darius, I presume, will stick around. And obviously, he was going to do it, which for a, a game would have been fine. But um, I, like I said, I, I just have a slightly different view on the Robbo thing. And, and people can agree or disagree. And that's what we're here for. I don't feel he was a bad manager at all. I just, and the results don't back that up. So this is probably me just trying to justify it again with him. I just, I don't, I, I don't really know what we were to expect from this guy with what we had. And we were lucky the first year and the second year we got a bit, we did okay and got a bit stung. And at the end, it just didn't work out. I, do, I just, I don't feel like many managers would have been successful this year with the shambles that we've been giving them. But perhaps a more experienced manager would have actually gone, no, sorry, I don't want that. I want this. And these are the players I want. I know him and I know him and I know him. And I don't yeah, know. there's loads of factors of why Robbo hasn't been successful this year. And part of me thinks that 25, 50% is down to Robbo. Yeah, he's, very, he's been very stubborn in, say, some of the games, like the last five, definitely, where we've lost in and we haven't looked like, Scott, you know what I mean? Some of the substitutions, some of the formations, yeah. some of the team picks have been absolutely baffling. You you pick a couple of players, they do well for a couple of games and they're gone again, which he mentioned previous under previous managers he hated. So it's just weird that he's gone into that. Maybe it's just management. It does strange things to people. The uh, Joe Palmer, I don't think it helped the situation. Like I've seen many people talk about the football committee. Again, a football committee, which is made up of a part-time uh, stats and analysts in Will Daniels. So again, we've spoken about him before. In my opinion, he's probably working his ass off, but he's part-time. And and does football index really go into doing football stats? We probably need someone like Arash. Do you know what I mean? Someone who really knows what they're talking about with regards to football stats and he yeah. worked for uh, Opta. Is it Opta? Opta, yeah. Yeah, Arash, someone like that. Why are we not? I said this before, why are we not going to fans like Arash and getting him involved in stuff like that? He might not be able to. He might have a full-time job, family and stuff that he might not be, have time to, to volunteer. It is voluntary. We have two part-time scouts again. So how, how, where are they going? Where, where, what kind of leagues and levels are we looking at? And you've said it pre, I think you said it last week, Danny, like this kind of personality test. The players that we've signed on loan and stuff, did they really go through Robbo's personality test? Yeah. Or was it the fact that we had Joe Palmer, who should be holding the football committee to account, is actually on the football, or was on the football committee. So he's picking the players and then going, yeah, this one's good, this one's good. But then when they're not doing well, who's holding them to account? Because Joe Palmer was in it. He was like the manager. He was like, he was like marking his own homework. Do you know what I mean? And Rob, I've, I understand that Robbo didn't want a lot of these players. 
that's what like Sam Gorsgrove was our number one. Robbo ain't going to turn around and say he ain't. That's you know what I mean. Bad, bad publicity. You can't ever get your employees. But apparently, Sam, there's no way Sam Gorsgrove was our number one target. I'm not having that in a million years. Well, like, like I said, that's why it's a bit weird for me. Like as you just said, I just with most with most managers like Glenn Hodges or whatever, you kind of felt, no, it's you, mate. See you later. And you've had what you wanted and you've got your team and blah, blah, blah. I, I just don't feel... Uh, maybe it's because it's Rose Titty because of Robbo and, and his Wimbledon link, but I just... I don't feel like the, the entire the entirety of the blame goes at his door. But at the same time, when I... when I, I, I do think it's too late in terms of what, what, what we're doing. I don't think it's too late mathematically, but... I think it's quite a rough one to say to this quite experienced bloke, look, you've got seven games, you've got to keep us up. I think that's, it's not inconceivable that we're going to stay up, but the reality of it is that we're going to, we've got to beat Fleetwood and we've got to beat Crew. I think we, if we don't do that, I think forget it. Yeah. So, um, I want to go back to a point that then, like, this could just be me being thick and I, and, and I, I don't think it is, but it is you being thick. <laughs> do you actually know how the football club is run? Because we were having a discussion the other day, right? We've got, I think, it's three boards, if you look at it. So we've got the PLC board, yeah. you've got the Don's Trust board, and then you've got the F- Football Committee, which is kind of another, like, you know what I mean? They're on their own entity kind of thing. Who who runs what? Like, Graham Stacey the other day, bless him, I like Graham, and he's trying to help, he's trying to answer questions. But, like, the Don's Trust board, when he put a thing out the other day, it doesn't seem like they do a lot. It's down to the PLC board, but then there's four members of the Don's Trust board that are on the PLC board. So again, it's like marking your own homework again, isn't it? For me, I, don't, I just don't, it blows my, I don't understand it. Am I thick or is that a lot of people's perception? They don't understand how we run our club and we're meant to be a fan's own club. Well, I presume, going back to a lot of, I mean, to answer your question in a nutshell, I don't necess, I don't overly know how the club is run. I, I, I was under the impression that the Don's Trust Board employed Joe Palmer um, to, to run our football club. And the idea was Joe would feed back into the Don's Trust Board but ultimately, all football decisions and the like was, was was Joe Palmer and away you go. Now, if that's not right, then that's fine. What I would say is I if we wanted to find out, we would have found out by now. We'd have done our research, we'd have gone online and we'd have done it. Similar to the, if you've got an issue, you join a John's Trust. But from my understanding, I thought that John's Trust employed a chief executive who ran our football club for us, i.e. we're the chairman, he's a chief executive, and then the football how the football team or the club runs itself is up to them. But I do it, think it's a bit messy. Because Don's Trust have been getting absolute murdered this last week, and they've been getting absolute pelters from all around. And I don't right? know whether they deserve it or not. If but I'm that's what honest, I mean. I don't, don't know, know if they do. If they do, then yeah, fair play. But if they don't, then who do? But who do we hold account? Who do we ever go at? But that's mean there's no transparency. There's like who who is it that no who do we have a go at? But who do we go? Well, that weren't there. Like, was it Joe Palmer? Now, like this new appointment has happened very, very quick, which needed to happen. It yeah. had to be quick because we've only got seven games left. It's very unwimbledon like, so, by the way. Very. Is that the new CEO? Is it the new CEO's in place? He knew someone or someone's approached him, he's looked and gone, right, we need to make this appointment bang. Was it the fact that everyone, as I said before, the weasel Joe Palmer, silent Joe? You know what I mean? And all these little weasels, the ones now don't like it that we've got a new manager because it upsets their apple carts. Do you know what I mean? It puts their noses out of place. And, and we're making quick decisions that we need to make. And that's what some fans want. That's what I'm, I'm happy to put a Don Strauss board, PLC board in place. If they're going to make the decisions and then hold, we can hold them account if they are like we don't agree with it. Like, do you know what I mean? Not every decision you're going to agree with, 100%. No. They'll, they'll make some decision which... Uh, yeah, but that's the same as if a CEO come in and bought the club. Say Roman and Bramovich 
come into my all the sanctions have been lifted. He said, right, I'm I'm back in the I'm back in the game to buy a football club. I want to be close yeah. to Chelsea. Right, Fulham a bunch of pricks. I'm buying Wimbledon. Right, he started making decisions we didn't agree with. We can't go, oh no, Roman, that's it now. We just go, yep, we just we just agree with him. Yeah, and, okay. and that's. I think that's what I think that's what many people are getting really annoyed with is that they don't know who, as you said, to have a go at who well, to go. Thing, what's the... the thing with me, Lee, is that I I kind of felt like the Don's Trust Board, who are Wimbledon fans through and through, if they were responsible for the management, whether they stay or whether they go, I would have naturally felt they'd have given them more time. And Wimbledon, we've often had Wimbledon-related guys, Ardley, Hodges. Downs, Downs. And, and we Robbo. also had Robbo. And of those four managers, I would say only one of them probably left at the right time. The rest of them have, have, have been on been at the club longer. Now, I don't think that's a negative thing at all. I think it's quite a positive that we as a club are prepared to give our managers longer. But I think it would be fair to say that Robbo has had too long. If you look back at it, I mean, I, I would still have him at the club, which is bizarre. But He's had too long at the job. Um, but if if the Don's Trust are, are the guys who are like, right, do you know what? We need to change a manager. I don't think they are. I think that must come from the, from the CEO. Um, but I wonder whether the new guy goes up to the Don's Trust and says, we're going to get rid of Robbo. We're going to get a new guy in. Whether I, I, what that dynamic works or not. I agree with what you're saying. New Ardley was the only one, I think, he went at the right time. It was all getting a bit... And, and you think, I'd love to have New Ardley's team and that budget again, to be fair. But uh, Wally... I think people, I love Wally and I'd have liked him to stay longer, but I think people forget. I know he went because of silly mistakes that he made and they they kind of, or Joe kind of kicked him out. But we were on a downward spiral under, under Wally. The results weren't going great when he kept he, us up. He, did, he didn't football. leave solely because of his extracurricular activity. Our team were playing poor and they wanted to, to get rid of him and they jumped. They used yeah, that. They used an excuse to get rid of him because we were poor. Glyn came in. And again, another manager, another person probably suited to be an assistant manager, being a good coach, but didn't have it as a first team manager. Correct. Some people totally. don't. I think to be a first team manager in football nowadays, you have to have that bit of shithousery about you. I'm not like Klopp comes across. Like, I'll bring Klopp in as this and Pep Guardiola. They're really good coaches. They they make people better. They also have a bit of shithousery where I think if you crossed them or you got on the wrong side of them, that is you done. Do you know what I mean? That is you finished at that club or... But they're also, you know I mean? they're also very, very likeable in their own way. I can't you're, stand you're, Jürgen Klopp. Oh, I love Klopp. I think oh, Klopp he's a bellend. If, if, he, if, if he's your manager and he's going out and giving you a hug and saying, well, I just think that being a, being a football manager now is less about football and more about people. And the coaches, they are about the football. Guardiola and Klopp are, in my opinion, exceptions to the rule because they do it all. And they're absolutely magnificent there. But, yeah, but you think about the, the modern footballer using Robbo as an example. Robbo was a very good coach of young guys, but he was his main focus was about making people into better people. And yeah. ultimately that is, is aimed at younger people. And and he did it. He did it, yeah. to be fair. Rudy, Asal, people like that probably are better people now. And they probably are, they're, they're better footballers. Uh, and they will go on to great things as long as their heads don't get too big. But, Nice guys finish last, as they always say. And in football, you can't be too nice. And trying to, where youth team football, it's not about winning. It's not about three points, right? You could finish bottom of the youth level. And as long as you've got players who are growing and getting better, that's all that matters. 
first team football is not about that. It's about three points on a Saturday. Not being rude, if this guy comes in and we play seven games and they're absolutely horrendous, but we win every single one of them one nil. Yeah. I think most people are gonna be very, very happy. Well, I think yeah. being watching Wimbledon over the years, right? This is what used to infuriate me watching Wimbledon FC, right? Is that people you say we're just a long ball team and all that, where we weren't. We were an actual brilliant football side. We could play, but we could also mix it as well. We could batter you left, right, and center off the pitch, on the pitch, but we'll play around you as well. Do you know what I mean? And we played that way as AFC Wimbledon as well. Do you know what I mean? The overarching feature feature from us is Robbo, which is a, a genuinely nice guy and a very, very honest, straight up, hard working guy. But as you've said, if you're going to be successful in professional sport, you need to have do the ugly stuff. You need to do the ugly stuff. And whether he was able to, to, to do the ugly stuff in a non-learning environment, i.e. I don't care about the boys being better. We must beat Cambridge at home. I don't care about being a better bloke or a nice guy. We have to beat Cambridge. Go and do it. I wonder whether... We, whether we, he's able to do that with the group that he's got, with the group we had before. Let's face it, we never got, we never replaced Piggott and we never replaced Palmer. And two goal scorers in any team, and you don't replace them, you're getting relegated. Yeah, but again, who, who's, whose fault was that again? Is that of course. again Joe Palmer's fault that we didn't put the three out? Because I think we, we've, we got so arrogant, and that's where I think this is my, my only problem with Robbo and his team and the people around is that they're so arrogant. And they got so arrogant that they, they thought, well, we don't need to invest 300 grand into the team because we are going to be up, uh, OK. We're going to be playing League One football next year. We'll put that 300 grand in next year. And, and I think you're right there with regards to the way we play is that you think the three games we had where we sold Palmer and didn't have Cosgrove, they were winnable games, but it weren't. we had to win them. It was like, we're going to go out there, we're going to perform like we do. You know what I mean? I we're going to... And we, and we didn't. And, and it's just, we were sleepwalking into a relegation. And His again, intentions, Robbo, were very pure. Very, very pure. Do you know but... who he reminds me of? Go on. And it, some people might get a bit upset with this because he was an awful manager for us. But Igor Olsen. Okay. What very you know process-led. Huh? What very, very process-led rather than... Yeah, process-led, but also try to think out the box too much. Do you know what I mean? I... Try to... He was a bit before his time. Because I think... I think... The Edgar Olsen thing again. I think he was a good manager. We just cocked it up massively. Yeah, I do, but people didn't take him seriously. No, the players didn't take him seriously. John Artsons and people like that just didn't take and him seriously. And his recruitment was terrible. Had he got half decent recruitment, uh, we would have been absolutely fine. But he and what, what happened this season? Norwegian and rubbish players. What's happened this season? Hundred percent recruitments. And, and you know what I mean, he's tr- he's trying to think out the box too. Robbo tried to think out the box too much. From in my opinion, in regards to football, football's a very simple game to play. But changing the substitutes of finishers, and you've got the whole club now saying it. I, I, do you know what I mean? Like we're fans at the end of the day. We're, I've always called them substitutes, and most people do. But ch- trying to change the finishers, having substitute coach, uh, a set piece coach. Do as long mean? as the I, mindset coach is not there on Saturday, <laughs> I'll well, be all right. I was just about to say to you, I've, I, I looked on social media today, and he's been very quiet regarding. Robbo's departure. He's not said anything regarding it. If he's there on Saturday, the whole thing's a shambles because I'm not being funny, but I hold him as much to account as Robbo. He's told, his sole job is to make the mindset very good and our mindset's absolutely terrible. Weak as so, piss. Steve, if you're listening, thank you for your service, but I think maybe perhaps we'll go in a different direction. But as I said, he's, I looked on socials today. It's very, very quiet. Course, very he quiet, but he's one. not. But he, he said the other better, day, was, he sent a text out. Uh, he sent a text out, didn't get reply from eight managers, none of them are in a job. 
Well, well Robbo replied, and now he's only in a job. So well, swings and roundabouts. I'm sure, it? I'm sure he's very, very good at what he does, but it hasn't worked for us. So thank you very much. We're gonna have to. We're gonna go in a slightly different way. Quick, one question. Last question before we move on. Are we still involved in the process? Yes or no? Well, I was going to say that to you when we start talking about oh, the okay. management well, team. Well, no, only because I think the, the new management team, I think we will be involved in the process and I'll go on about why with regards to the new management team. But it's just, it's a strange one for me at the moment because when Darius got put in charge for, they said interim charge, not really he was just taking over. I think some people got confused. I, I always thought he was just going to be taking training until we got, I didn't think we were going to get a manager this quickly. I agree. I thought it was going to be after Saturday. I thought it'd be uh, after Charlton. Yeah. No, I thought it'd be after Saturday. I thought we'd have someone in Sunday, Monday, but and then be in the in the stands for Tuesday. But uh, Rob Tuvey was still there as well, and so was Pierce. Are, are they still involved now? And this is where I think people are getting annoyed. Is that do you know what I mean? Treat these people with some respect. That's what I said today about uh, some of the players haven't replied back, like haven't put anything public. We've just got thank you for your service. Robbo was with us for nineteen years. Yeah. I, I I was always I, I have been on the Robo out train for a little bit, right? But I will respect that man for everything that he's done for AFC Wimbledon for 19 years. Do you know what I mean? Some of these fans haven't even been alive for the time that Robo's been working for our club. So do you know what I mean to put some respect on that man's name? Do you know what I mean? I don't want to sound like Will Smith. I don't I don't want to be Will Smith in it. Do you know what I mean? Slapping people about. That's ridiculous. <laughs> You have to put respect on Robert's name if you Tuby like him or not. The, would he be at the club still for you? Yes. What, in the youth? You'd say, right, thanks very much for the first team. You're why can't he be a first-team coach? Why no. can't he still, like Jonesy said, why, why can't he be a first-team coach under these two new people? Why, all why, the time. Why, why would you have him, though? Why would Mark Bowen and... They need Eddie, a first-team, you have a first-team coach. He'll keep Darius. Why would you keep Darius? Why would you keep Darius? Because he's a player. So you have to keep. <laughs> he played. He played one game. Or no, no, no. But he's contracted. He's, he's a contracted. Yeah, yeah player. that's what I mean. I'm talking. But you have to keep him now. But at the end of the season, I'd be getting rid of him. But oh, I'd, I'd keep. Oh, I'd, I'd keep Rob Tuvey, who has has done very well coaching wise for us, and done all his badges, and and, and loves the clubs to bits. I'd, I'd still keep him and work under these two people. He, what, what, what harm is it going to do working under someone totally different? You can't just follow Robbo about as a yes man his whole career. No, no, no. It won't do him any harm. Rob Tuvey's not the problem here. Rob Tuvey should stay at the club if he wants to, but it's not benefiting us. We're not getting anything out of it. No, but you don't know what he'd done on as a coach. Course, he might well, be a good coach. No, but if you're getting yeah, but if you're getting well, Mark Robinson was a good coach. But we've just he was an him. awful first team manager. You're saying Rob Tuvey was correct. Correct. Well, he was. He wasn't awful. Twenty-one games without a win. Managers, he's not going to be. He's not going to be. He'll be up there with one of our worst. I've said that to you before. As a first-team manager, this is nothing against Rob Robbo, but he was an awful first-team manager. 21 games without a win, five games in a row defeats, one goal scored, Danny. Yeah, Creating yeah. no chances. No, no Are you saying no Rob Tuvey was an awful assistant manager then? Well, I, I'm not saying he's, he's not. I, I don't. To be blunt, I don't know. But what I'm saying to you is, if we're genuinely saying, if Robbo is as bad as what you're saying, then... Tuvi goes, Pierce goes, and the lot go. And you start, you go, you guys were given an opportunity and you weren't good enough. Thank you for your service. See you later. I'd, I'd get rid of the substitutes coach and the, uh, what's it called, coach? The uh, set piece coach. Barclay. Set piece coach, because that haven't what worked. About the mindset man. Yeah, well, they've gone already. Yeah, we've really, really just said that. 
yeah, well, I, don't no, know I, I don't know if they have. I don't. I think Steve was working under Robbo just as a consultant. So you're keeping Pierce and Two V at the club, and the other three are gone. I, the other two, keeping Bezo. Keeping well, goalkeeper coach is totally different. Even though this, uh, what's his name, Eddie? I, I'm Ed, not, Eddie, he's the keeper. I'm, are you? What's his surname? Ed Nedzvecki. Yeah, I'm not trying to pronounce it. Eddie is a keeper, isn't he? But I think he's he's a first team coach. He's not a goalkeeper coach. No, you you have to keep you have to keep Bezo for one because what he does around the club, and two because what he does to our goalkeepers. I agree. I agree. I'm just I'm just sort of trying to understand now as we move into the next. What what I find what are we going to have? What is he not? Section is we we Robbo's gone now, and there's some people that are so upset that Robbo's gone that they won't have this new manager no matter what. I don't get that. Like, just you just back him, don't you? Whether you, you like got, him or not, we just back him. Mate, I'm I'm excited for this. I'm excited and positive that we've got seven games left, a new voice, a new head, a new way of doing things. This, yeah, we'll go on it in a minute when we start go talking on. about the new let's manager. Move over Should we that. move over? Yeah. Right, let's when do we come that. back, we'll discuss the new manager, the assistant, and where we go from here. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. Back, and we're going to be discussing the new management team of Mark Bowen as manager and Eddie. Big I Eddie. Can't pronounce his surname as is assistant manager. Good keeper. I think he was a keeper at Chelsea, I think. Yeah, he was a Chelsea and Arsenal coach as well. Yeah. I think. So, what, what are your views straight away then? What are your views straight off, off the, the bat? bat? I thought good appointment quite quick desperately wanted someone who wasn't you know the whole um aftermath of you know constantly always having a Wimbledon bloke it's good to have someone with international experience he's worked with people like Mark Hughes you know well, he's, only ever worked, he's only ever worked with Mark Hughes well he's got Premier League experience I've actually got a list here a big list of available managers I'm going through it there wasn't a huge amount of guys I thought wow Billy Davies would have been all right I thought who would have been Darren Ferguson would have been too expensive Gary Monk, I don't think would have taken it. Um, Hayden Mullins, no. Ian Holloway was your man, but I wasn't that bothered about him. And then you've got people like Jonathan Woodgate, out of a job. Kenny Jacket, Keith Millen. No, I don't really Wait a minute. Them. Wait a minute. What did you say? Ian Holloway was my man. Yeah, you you kept saying something last week. You said about Ian Holloway you wanted. I'd say, I, I, Ian Holloway and people like that, them kind of old, the ones I'd have for the seven so I said Nigel Atkins and you threw me out the window. No, no chance, Nigel Atkins. But well, people like Pep Clotet, Phil Brown would have Phil been. Brown's, no, again. Phil Brown's at Barrow now. So, is he? Simon Grayson? No. See, Steve this is what. Sol Campbell. Yeah, Sol Campbell's name was mentioned. Right. I, heard Kenny, I heard Kenny Jackett's name was mentioned. Another one. There. I'm quite happy. One I did hear that was mentioned that really did. I thought, oh, yeah, my my ears pricked up. I thought, oh, this would be a good appointment, but there's no way it would happen. Well, two of them I heard. It was never going to happen. Was Tony Pudis. Never going to happen. But I could see him coming in for seven games, but there's no way if we got relegated, would he be managing League Two? No. And the other one was Chris Hewton. And Chris Hewton's name was mentioned by a number of people, not just one. There was a few saying, because well, he was consultancy. He was doing a consultancy at Ghana and they just qualified for the World Cup. Okay. Ian Holloway, for me, Ian Holloway was someone that I'd have as a, for seven games. For the final seven games, come in. Can you do a job? Can you keep us up? Here's a hundred grand bonus if you do, and then we're gonna. Uh, can you then help us get another manager in for thing? Unless you want it full time on forty grand a year, whatever it is that we're gonna be paying. I, I go through the list of clubs that this. Like some people have said this geezer's got no experience, right? Because he's only managed one club, and that was Reading. People know what he did at Reading. 
because I didn't. When I, when I heard his name at first, I thought, who is this geezer? Yeah, it doesn't sound promising. They were literally going down. They were dead and, dead and buried. And he kept them up. Got them to 14th in the end in the championship. Yeah. Right? So he's no mug. He kind of gave himself that job, though, which is quite funny if you know the story behind it. He, director of football Reading as well. So that's why I was going to say to you earlier about the process. Yeah. Kind of fits in with what we are trying to do. He likes 4-2-3-1, 4-4-2. He's not really one big on possession, which again will go against what Robbo wanted. Robbo was all about possession, but Robbo used to want to play counter attacking football, but with loads of possession, which for me don't really work. Where this guy is about counter attack, is about low press, but uh, sorry, low blocks and pipe, like, do you know what I mean? But yeah. this is the clubs he's been at. So he's been at Crystal Palace, assistant manager, assistant manager at Wales. Uh, Wales don't have two bad players, do they? Ramsey's, Bowles. Birmingham assistant manager, Blackburn assistant manager, Man City assistant manager, Fulham assistant manager. He was QPR assistant manager and then caretake manager. Stoke City assistant manager and Southampton assistant manager. All under Mark Hughes. You know, so we, we don't want to have the Glynn effect, but do you know what I mean? You don't work in some of the, the massive clubs, STEM clubs. Do you know what I mean? And he's done... And a proven manager. And a proven manager who's, 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 who's obviously managed in the top division in our country, albeit... He's one of the guys who's probably on your managerial merry-go-round, but I, I think it's I, I I just I don't see what people to, would, would, would would expect. I think he's a I, I don't know what else you want. Massive thing for me, and the thing that I think yes, this is what we need: experience, coaching, it's managing, coaching and managing, uh, assistant manager, right? Not many, but some big big players as well. You yeah. don't go to Fulham's and Man City's and Stokes and like places like that and not manage big players, right? And the other thing for me is the football committee this year has not worked for me. This is a guy with connections. You know, Glenn had connections and signed some good players. Ardia had connections and signed some good players. Could all be down to Bassey, right? But we won't know until this, this guy comes in and see what he does. But if he was directly at football, Reading, they haven't signed two. They, they give chances to their youth. Reading yeah. did. He, he homegrown players. So that was the other one for me. Well, Danny... I mean, if you think of the criteria, Lee, right? You want somebody who's got experience of getting teams out of relegation. He's got that. You want somebody who's worked at a good level. He's done that. You want somebody who is available. He's available. You want somebody who's worked at a better level. He's got that. You want someone who's got connections. He's got that. And you've got somebody who's prepared to take the job for seven games. I mean, hmm. bloody hell, what else do you want in your... I mean, that, that, that he's ticked a lot of boxes. I don't There's... know anyone else who would. I've got two questions for you, Dan. One's like a positive and one's a negative, right? If when we sat Glynn... Yeah. And it was Robbo going for the job with Tuvia's assistant and Pierce as his coach. And Bowen went for the job with Eddie. Which ones are you picking based on just the CVs? And you're picking Bowen and Eddie? Solely on the CV, yeah. But when we add into it the... the... if When we sat Glenn, if they both applied for the job, yeah, you would be going with Bowen every time of the week. If Robinson uh, said, look, I'm up for the job or I'm off, you 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 would have to give him if you go back to where we were at the guys dominated the the academy for god knows how long you you would have had with the price that you'd save you would have given him a spin and and you would have been that. right to you would have been right to because he kept but us up we've now got two people in with more experience years of it over the last yeah. right the negative i have regarding maybe Bowen coming in is why has he not took... I know he was interested in the Charlton job, apparently, after Atkins left to take a bit to uh, Johnny Jackson. Why has he not 
taken a job since because there's been a number of jobs that he could have gone for. Is it is it the fact that he wants to stay local? So that's why he only played for Charlton and now he's come to us. Because I know he, I think someone said he's from Winchester, somewhere like that. He's Welsh, isn't he? So yeah, but is I, don't, it, I don't know if he lives in Wales or where no, he's well, living. Well, because he's Welsh, don't mean he lives in Wales. Well, no, but there's a strong possibility that he's got family in Wales, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I think someone said he lives in Winchester or something like that. I, I don't know okay. where he lives, but he, he has been at QBR, he's been at Reading. Look at his clubs he's been at, he ain't moved away in too much. And is he local now? And he, that's my only thing is, why has he not taken a job since he left Reading? And there's been numbers of jobs that he could have taken. Maybe he was sticking with Hughes and he was deciding to be to be back up to Hughes and he was staying loyal. Like you've got, what's his name? The, the guy who's always with Mick McCarthy. And he just decided, right, do you know what? I'll stick with him. And I don't know where Mark Hughes is now, to be honest with you, if he's anywhere. Bradford. Oh, he just took the Bradford. And Glenn Hodges is the assistant. Glenn Hodges is the assistant. So he well, might be thinking, okay. you you prick, you give Glenn the job instead so, of me. Well, maybe. Or maybe, maybe like you said, Bowen Southern. He's decided that he wants to stay there. Hughes, if, he wants to go up there and take it. If he does well, right, and we stay up. He does well. Do we do we offer him the job full-time? And does he go and go look around and go, actually, your budget and what you're going to pay me, it's not even worth it? Or, or do you think he knows what we can offer him next season? Well, the reality of it is we know that next year's budget is bigger because the the, the Trust have told Only us. if we stay in League One. Well, no, no, no. It, the, 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 the money thing, it, it didn't say what league. It just said... Going by, what Graham, Stacey, big... only by oh. going what Graham Stacey said the other day, it sounds like it's only going to be bigger if we stay in League One. Well, if we go down, we're going to have to reduce it. Well, the press conference that was said when they backed Robbo didn't say that. 100%. But again, this is the transparency stuff. I got from Don't say what, that. what some of the Don Strass ball were saying the other day was that if we go down our ball, uh, it won't be as big as if we stayed in League One. Well, I think the realities I've got, Lee, is that I'd be amazed if Mark Bowen is cheaper than Robbo for, for, for kickoff. And yeah. ultimately, I would believe that he would be on some sort of decent, it'd be okay salary, but a massive bonus. So if he keeps us up, then great. If we can afford him, then then why not? But I think let's take it one step at a time. Let's just get, get to the end of the year. I still think we're done. I still, regardless of who this bloke is, I think well, we've just been burnt too bad. No, no, we're staying up now. 100% we're staying up, right? I'll give you why we're staying up, right? We've got seven games left, yeah? Don't do this. Right? We're staying up, right? You know why? Because we've got seven games left. Crew and Fleetwood, we've both got to play and they're both shit. So if this uh, guy yeah, can start... Yeah, but we are, we are, this guy's got to get a tune out of them and they're two games that you think, yeah. Atkinson will be on the beach last game of the season, right? Right. Yeah? One second. Yeah. Last game of the season, Aki, right? We should beat them, yeah? That's three winnable games there. Right? I know we haven't won in 21. Two games but to home all year. Right, I'm and just saying. No, no, I'm saying we've won two games. Nine, nine points there. Sheffield, Charlton's winnable. Every game's winnable, Lee, because it's 11 on 11, but we haven't won no, in 21. If we, I wouldn't have been saying this unless we've got a new manager now. I wouldn't have been saying it with, with Robbo and Charlton. I'm saying it now we've got Bowen and Eddie that we can now Eddie. possibly win, win a game of football, which is what we need. And Crew and Fleetwood have got to be starters, got to be looking at them for six points guaranteed there. But, I well, just think you have to win. No... Oh, you know, we're talking about the money side of it. I was just thinking earlier, right? I don't know much about the CEO that's currently in place. Uh, Mackay, is it Mackay? Mac... Not sure. Right? He, he's a Wimbledon fan. Is he? If he's retired, would he maybe do this? Because he's apparently very good, very financial. He's got the know-how. He's on the savvy. PLC board thing. Yeah, very financially savvy and stuff like that. Uh, would he possibly do the job full-time? 
free because he's a Wimbledon fan. He's retired. Do you know what I mean? He's done his money or in a lower lower salary. So we would have Joe Palmer's salary there, right? Robbo. Now we're getting rid of say Robbo's going. If you're if you're right with two V, Pierce substitutes coach, and that's that's five salaries gone there. Then you're only giving it to two player, and he maybe then goes to Darius that you're going to be a player coach or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Are we going to have more money that way to be able to pay these two a decent wage to keep them? I cannot see under any circumstance how anybody will be a CEO of a club and not be paid. Regardless if the guy's on the beach or not retired, I'd be amazed if he's not paid. So I don't buy that at all. I do, I, if you want, you can say that Parslow and the substitutes coach and Tuvi and Pierce, and you put all that money together and that might be worth somebody else coming along and that might, they might go to the manager. I don't know, but I think what would be interesting is how, whether we can afford him in the, in the summer. But for me, for Bowen, it's a good little gig because if he fancies it, he's got a good one. The thing that's scary is Bradford have got Mark Hughes. So there's clearly big managers who are interested in managing football clubs. And there's not yeah, many... Yeah, Bradford have got a bit of money now, though. Well, I know they've got a bit of money, but there's a different... But Mark, we're talking about Mark Hughes here in League Two. No, I get it. But if they're paying him a nice salary, he ain't going to have to move. To... But my thing is, that, you know, there's that... Oh, I said to you this beforehand. The what blows it out of the water is the people that said, "Oh, you can't get a Robbo because you don't know who else is out there." There's no one out there. That just blows that straight out of the water. Of course, you know I mean it means it's total think. nonsense because there are managers out there. People have just gone through COVID, right, and have like they they need to be in jobs. They need to be getting paid, and that's managers as well, right? Managers at the top end are getting millions and stuff, but in League One and League Two, what they're getting hundred grand a year, probably it's less. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? 60, 70 grand a year to be a football no, manager. I, I it's not a bad absolutely. living, is it? I was 100% uh, do you know what? If, there's, there's not much out there. And I, if Bowen's come in just for the short term till the end of the season, it's very short-sighted from me. We should have had the conversation that if he does well, it's on us if we then get him. I'm sure that him. would be, I'm sure that conversation's happened. But at the same time... If he does if, shit, we can go, yep, yeah, thanks yeah, very much, goodbye. But, but ultimately... But if he does well, we can't just walk away. Or we must have said, look, this is what our budget's going to... Is Nick Robinson maybe putting more money in? or Because I've heard rumours that Freddie Flaxman's got some good people wanting to come on and put money in. I don't, I, I I can't don't know. But what, what I would say is that if, if um, somebody like Boeing was available and you were like, do you know what, I, I'll do it. I'll do it now. I'll, I'll keep you up. But after that, I'm going to step away. Or I, you, you would definitely take that or keep Robbo in or get somebody who's not as good. You, you just, you, you just work up for me. Forget five-year plan. This is from now on. Wimbledon's existence is a four-week plan. We've got to. We've got to be. Seven. We've got to be in the top half in the next four weeks. Yeah, it's a seven-game plan. That's it. Yeah, now. You've got, weeks, as yeah. I said, it's a four-week plan, and ultimately, Wimbledon's job now is in the next the the league table for the next seven games. We've got to be in the top half. Or That's what I'm saying. That's why I think I really think we could stay up now. I really think. Hopefully, he'll get a tune out of these. But these players. We were talking about the other day. Is this the worst ever squad that you've ever seen? Because some of us think it is, but I was looking at the start of the season when we were fucking playing well. We were scoring goals for fun and we were doing really well. And we thought, well, this is some of the best football we've ever seen. It's without doubt the worst loans, without, with, there's, regardless of the league. How does he thinking... get Mabudi playing? How does he get uh, Lawrence playing? Like, well, maybe they position. don't. He just goes, right, you lot, forget it. I'm not interested in you lot. You guys are the ones that are moving. I mean, again, if I'm the if I'm a manager, I'll be saying to all the loan players, 
you wait outside, right, you lot here, your jobs are the ones on the line here. So you, you've got to understand this is where you're going. And then I'd bring all the lone players in after and go, right, this is where your world is at. These are two, two different sets of people. Mabule's got no interest. Cosgrove, Lawrence, they've got, they don't give a monkey's whether we're here or not. But the guys who are at the club here and now and are contracted, yeah, they, they are the ones They don't care either. Asking. They no, don't no, give no, a shit because a lot of them are out of contract in some yeah, so, Well, some of them will be, but some of them won't be. And the ones that will be out of contract have to realise that if they want another gig somewhere, they're going to have to play well in these next seven games. See, this is... Hartigan, he's not going to Bolton now, is he? <laughs> right, exactly. So if he wants... If he wants a gig where he's going to get a bit of, get a bit of money. He's also lost Robbo, who's his main ally. So that's that gone. If he wants to get a good gig, he's going to have to t- turn it on. Do you, do you reckon Bowen knows much about us? Do you reckon he knows much about our team, other than like the Yassals and the Rudy? I doubt it about? very much. You, you don't think you don't think he's been to a couple of games and thought? No, I don't think he knows as much as I bet he knows as much as about us as Pardew does. Or as any other manager would do. No, I reckon. I reckon he probably knows more. I reckon. But why though? Why, why would he? Why would he know why, more? Why, why would you not else? pop down to the stadium? It's a brand new stadium. Come down, see a game. Yeah, but there's all, there's 92 other clubs to watch. Why yeah, would he not be watching them or? That's why. It, 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 I'm just trying to think. Why have we got him in so quick? How has that happened? Has he rung up and said, "Look, I want the job," and they've gone. Oh, you, you look all right, actually. Like, do you know what I mean? Someone must know him. Yeah. Someone at the club must know this geezer and gone. Look, he'll be a great fit. He's been to a couple of games. He knows a little bit about us. Do you know what I mean? Because that's how a lot of lot of the good good managers get jobs because they they go when they do an interview, they know the players there. They know what's there. They know where we're going to go. We and give what the club do. more credit than what we're giving them, and say that they've actually started this process three weeks ago, and they've had, and they've actually gone and as made a plan B, just in case. Yeah. yeah, these are the available player managers. We're gonna we're gonna have them ready to go, and if this doesn't work, then we'll press the button. We, we've yeah. always said that we needed that kind of, and I think Robbo even said it himself. You need that plan B, that if things do go tits up, you you have you can't. Yeah, I think we said it previous manager, weren't it? Where we sat too long, maybe trying to get Robbo in, or when Robbo come in. But yeah, going back, I think it's a good appointment. Getting away from the Wimbledon thing, I think is a real positive. Lots of fans have been saying, let's go away from. You know this Wimbledon-centric recruitment model. Well, we've done that now. Um, and well, what I like, I don't see how anyone can moan. What what I had a big problem with is just, and I like Robbo, but Robbo's not big enough, bigger bigger than the club. Uh, and I think having someone that's not Wimbledon related, so to speak, I just some people got so attached to managers and people that they they call their friends when they're not their friends. They're, they're not. They're, you might call them a friend now, but. They're, they're football manager at a club. Like, Robbo's not my friend. He's my manager of the club. I spoke to him and I love that I'll speak to him again if he, I see him in a bar and have conversation with him. Do you know what I mean? But no one's bigger than the club at Wimbledon for me. The players, everything. I had my pals that I go watch football with and they mean everything to me. But if Henry Lawrence leaves at the end of the season or, say, George Marks left, so be it. They're gone. Do you know what I mean? We've got to stop having this attachment to people so much. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and and that's why I like the fact that he has no Wimbledon connections at all. And and that if it doesn't, if it goes tits up, then we could say to him, look, see you later, mate. It's not going to be like tears and heartache unless he's with us for 20 years and he does really well. Do you know what I mean? He's like the next Sir Alex Ferguson. But... Yeah. Tell, mate. Two good appointments. I'm excited. I'm positive, Danny. I, I think, like I said, I think, I think it's a positive appointment. I don't think for what I think most Wimbledon fans out there would, would look at this appointment and go, okay, do you know what? Fair enough. Yes, he hasn't managed a huge amount, but wow, he's been in football a long time. 
He's worked with some good players. But also, for, for what else is out there, I don't think there's a huge amount of other guys that wouldn't that's, have That's the thing for me. He's been in football a very long time. He's been in football longer than our previous management team. And even that's if he one of, we, we're going to get behind him. But that's one of the big things for me is that Robbo was with us for 19 years and that was it. Rob Tuvey's been with us since he was like 10. This guy has been about, he's managed at big clubs. Sorry, not managed, but been assistant manager, coached at big clubs, coached the likes of Gareth Bell. Do you know what I mean? And he's out of contract in the summer. You never know. Do you know what I mean? What, what, we got... Where's, we, any, where's the nearest golf course near us? Women and Tennis Golf Course, good. Is that the one good next to it? Yeah, that's lovely. There you I, go. Know, I think they're knocking it down, actually. Yeah, they want to make more room for the tennis. More room for the Wombles. Fuck the tennis. Do you know what I mean? Get rid of it all. Sack them all with the tennis. Uh, Anyway, should we move on? And we'll come back and we'll, do, we'll discuss the uh, big game on Saturday against Sheffield Wednesday. Massive game. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. So we're back for the final part of tonight's episode and we're going to be discussing Chef Wednesday away on Saturday. Danny, are you going? Not going, mate. No, I'll try and... I'll, no, I'm going for... It's, it's Easter. So whether I'm going to get away from the missus, I don't know. But like I said before, I also with the way we've been playing, I just it's hard, mate. Hard to justify the travel, the everything. I can't, not yet. But not a real fan. Are we going to get anything out of it? They're playing well, aren't they? A lot, a lot of my mates are going out there. I wish I was going out there. I love Hillsborough. What a place! Sheffield's a great place to drink. Hillsborough's an amazing stadium. I'd literally, I'd love to go, but unfortunately, I'm being forced to get married, and that's costing me quite a lot of money. Do you know what I mean? I've, I. I'm having have, my we any, have we got any chance of getting anything out of the game? Yes. Okay. Elaborate, Chef, please. Chef Wednesday ain't that great. If I think they're form, I'm going to try and bring their form up quickly as we're I've discussing this. Uh, I don't think Chef Wednesday are flying. They obviously need points as well to keep up their uh, playoff push because they're not going to win automatic. So I do think we could go, especially with a new manager. So their form, they beat Cheltenham 4-1. So they, they drew with Gillingham, yeah. drew with Accrington. Uh, they smashed Cambridge. They lost to Lincoln 3-1. They've, they've I, mean, I, didn't, eight, I didn't think Lincoln... The last five, haven't they? I didn't think Lincoln were great. Their home form was pretty good. They've scored like, what, 15 goals in three games at home recently, which worries me. But, yeah, we're going to have a new manager who hopefully make us tight. I hate if saying free hit... But it's kind of a free hit, isn't it? No, you can't say that. You hate it. I really hate it. I hate it passionately. And I what think people are going to give me a stick now. But Not one of the bottom five have won a game in the last five. Not this one. is why I think we could stay up. Not like teams around only Gillingham, only t- teams around us, like Fleetwood, I think will go down instead of I think it will be Crew, Doncaster. Who else is down there? Morecambe. Morecambe and Fleetwood. I think that's it. And I think I really think we... Chef Wins are a decent side, though. They've got Barry Bannon, who absolutely run the show at our place. Lee Gregory. Got... Yeah, but Gregory ain't been playing, I don't think, for him. Has he not? No, I don't think he has. And uh, yeah, they, I think they've just got into the playoffs, I think, which is a concern. Yeah, but that means they got they need to win to stay yeah. there. because they're think, in the playoffs. Do you know what I mean? So I, I, just, I really I, think we can get... I really think we can get a, a point 
read uh, like if someone gave me a point now, I'd take it they're front and center. The challenge is is that the next three games is and this is where I was reading something about being patient. Sheffield Wednesday, Charlton have won the last three on the bounce, and then we've got MK who are third, whose form is excellent. They've won four of the last five. So it's just that like we have got time, but realistically, these next three games, if we can get three points, great, because the next four are massive. But is there going to be too much pressure on it at the end? But I See, my, my worry with Chef Wednesday is if you look at their four strikers, Lee Gregory, yeah. Sado Berrano, yeah. Callum Patterson, yeah. and Canberry. Okay. Right. In the betting, Gregory and Berriano is 7-2 to score first. Yeah. Well, low odds. Callum Patson's four to one. Canberra's nine to two. You look at us. Radoni's eleven to one. Score first goal. Cosgrove second at eleven to one. Do you know what I mean? So it's 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 not looking good. But I I think we can get there. We can frustrate, quieten the crowd down, hit them on the counter attack, and possibly try and nick something. We've just lost. We haven't won in twenty one. I'll, I'll take a point right now, and I think we could get there. And really, could I think we could get a nil nil. And Charlton's winnable on Tuesday, Danny. Charlton is really winnable. Every game's winnable. Because I know they picked up a little bit of form, but they were shit a couple of weeks ago, like really bad. And when we went to their place, they were poor. And I think we should have done better. I, I really think we can pick up four points in the next two games, which is madness, considering yeah. we haven't won, we haven't picked up point in the last five. I think I think I'd take two points in the next two. Yeah, but scum. But that's oh, I remember that's the game after. Well, we discuss that next week's episode. Yeah, next week but, I'm going to say that we're going to be better defensively, but we're going to still be like, well, where are we going to score a goal? And I think, we'll, unfortunately, we'll, we'll be 2 nil on the wrong side at Hillsborough, but we'll have a bit more about us and we'll be a little bit more, hopefully a bit more solid and a little bit more oomph. And then Charlton will come steaming in at home the crowd will be right behind it. Obviously, hopefully, it'll be quite packed. And that's where I think we might nick something. Do you think it's better to have an away game or would it have been better to have a home game? Away game. We've been crap at home. Absolutely I, terrible. I, yeah, but my thing is, new manager, the atmosphere probably would be better because it has been quite toxic. It's been like, do you know what I mean? It's been booing the last few home games. Do you know what I mean? My, a few of my mates said on Saturday, they said it was just like the inevitable. Once mm -hmm. Cambridge scored, it was like everyone was just talking amongst themselves because... Some people didn't even come out of the bar at half time uh, because it was just we knew what was going on. Where I think a home game uh, and we're smashing tackles in, and the manager's got a new manager's got us going. Do you know what I mean? Look at if we night, get the, game as well. night games are always good though. If we can get the same management bounce as we did when Wally and Robbo come in, but then we'll, well, if we can get you, are you listening? Yeah, same as Chillingham. We'll stay out if we do that. Oh, I thought you said, What's that? No, so I said, I said, no, I said, same as Gillingham. If Gillingham... Oh, right, I thought you said, what's that? I thought, well, what's the point if you're not listening? No, of course I'm, I'm always listening to you. Yeah, well, we two times you said I've been right today, so I'm taking that. And you Wait, owe me... And you owe me... No, uh, I know you food, food. The next time you turn up in 2028. <laughs> yeah. The con conference promotion season. Well, a new owner would have took charge and Plough Lane would have been flats then. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Put back. I'm going nil-nil on Saturday. And I'm taking that and running. I'm going 2-0. Nil nil at half time. 2 nil us. But a, a, a positive performance with us playing Charlton. And I think we're going to beat them 2-1.
I think we're going to beat Charlton 1-0. I think we're going to have really tight. People got, this manager don't like playing attractive football. So we got to understand that it ain't going to be pretty, but as long as we're getting results, that's all that matters. The, the thing I feel sorry for him, right, this new manager, and I know he's pretty, is that he's come in with three tough games. Chef yeah. Wednesday, Charlton and Milton Keynes, right? Really, probably two of the toughest games you could have is Chef Wednesday and MK. Right? Definitely. And, and Charlton run a bit of form. This is why I think it should have happened a few weeks ago when we had the Cheltenhams and the Cambridges and stuff like that, and we could have got points on the ball. If he loses these three now, and we could get spanked by Sheffield Wednesday, and we could get spanked by MK, right? Yeah. to Charlton. People are going to be on his back straight away. But if you were going to change the manager, I'm totally with you. I think the Lincoln game was the, the game to do it. And, and that's what worries me, that we could lose the next three badly, and then straight away people are on his back. Do you know what I mean? And then we've got crew, Fleetwood and stuff like that. We, we, we fancy ourselves. Surely we're, no one's going to get on his back. I mean, it's not his fault. He's literally adopting a group of guys. Depends on how we're playing, though, isn't it? We're, these players have got something to answer for. These coward players need to start fucking turning up, showing up, or they're the ones. Alex Woodyard, start being a captain. Start fucking playing. I, I, they're cowards, these players. I hate professional footballers. Hate them. They do my nothing. I only go to football to see my mates and have a laugh. Footballers can do one nowadays. Wow. What? Well, that's my rant over. Uh, well, I should think so. No, but it, it really pisses me off, Dan, because they hired and they earn decent wedge still. I know we pay low value, but they, they are bowling around with Balenciaga fucking trainers on. Stupid wash bag, Louis Vuitton wash bags, eating up Mayfair, right? I'm slightly jealous, yes, because I'd love that lifestyle. And if I was a professional footballer, I'd be an absolute shit ass bastard that everyone would, would hate. Be. And I would be really, I'd be following all the roles. <laughs> I'd be all the people on podcasts and all that having a go at me. I would but be the perfect, the perfect. I would be the biggest shit ass bastard footballer going. I'd be, I'm talking your John Terry's, mate. Right. More importantly, right. is this Mark Bowen era the continuation of the process, the pause of a process, or the end of the process? Continuation, okay. but with tweaks. Because I think he'll tweak it. Obviously, every manager comes in. This is what I said to you before. If we're sticking with a process, we don't need to have Robbo in just to have that process. That club should have a process in place. Robbo goes, we keep it. This is where I think we fell down with Wally Downs. Wally Downs put in a process. We put in Nick Dawes' fantastic scouting network computer system on the Atari that we had in the back. Uh, and we ditched that as soon as Robbo came in. Right? Changed it all around, finishers, substitutes, coaches, all that bullshit. Keep the process regarding, maybe keep the football committee, right? But have Mark Bowen on it and we have them being held account by a CEO or someone above them that if it ain't working, why isn't it working? You know what I mean? The manager has to have more of a decision-making on the players that he's signing. You know what I mean? And I hope it will end this personality test and all that because I don't, don't give a shit what personality you got. If you're going to play like Dapo, you can fuck off. But if you're going to play like Lyle Taylor, then I'll take you all day long. Okay. You? It's the pause of the um, of the process. I think the process is now paused until I, we get I, to the summer where it all restarts. Someone else said that to me today. The process pauses, I mean, the process stops. Goes the now. We just got to win seven. We've got seven cup finals and we've got to start. We've got to get it. 10 points minimum in seven games. The process can go out the window. We're going to win, 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 win. Stay up. Youth players and that after. That, no, I agree. 
stay up and then in the summer we can reevaluate. Well, who knows, Lee? Maybe next week we'll actually talk about and we'll actually be, be upbeat about. Super... I think we've been positive this week, Danny. You've been, been a, you've been a negative one. We've been much more positive than we could, could normally be. And I'd be not, like to think much more. we'll be in a position where we can actually be celebrating. Who knows? Even remember that? Remember winning when the Vikings came and we won that game? <laughs> That was away as well. So no one, two home, we, two home games, we won. Anyway, you've been negative today, Mister Negative. I've been Mister Positive. Anyway, that's us done. Come on, you dons. Come on, the one ball, Mark Bowen, Jim Lormy. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.